When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello! Hi, everybody! <laughs> Hello, New York! It's morning time. We did. We're doing it. I don't know. I can't believe we actually are. This is nuts. Well, do you ever? Did you ever like take a break from serving tables and then go back and be like, "How do I serve tables?" Um. uh, Yeah, I think so. I think you know what? I actually did that, and then I posted on Facebook, and it comes up in my memories every year where I posted, "I still got it." (laughs) Definitely, it's like riding a bike. So funny. Yeah. So we have not podcasted in a while. Yeah. Life has been happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like just things keep just going and going and going and it's like, ah. Yeah. Well, actually, I guess that's why we're here, right? We're going to update and just kind of talk about some things because it has been a while and we kind of dropped off yeah. <laughs> uh, the face of the earth. Yeah, pretty much. But, um, yeah, so the first thing that I want to talk about, I guess, is that my partner got a kidney transplant. Woohoo! Ah, which was, like, such a huge deal, and it was, um, I mean, obviously, we, he had been on dialysis, and we were waiting to get the transplant. Like, we were working on getting a living donor, but, uh, I got a, I mean... I was asleep and then I woke up to like two voicemails that was like, hi, this is a transplant team and we have a kidney. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what does this mean? An actual kidney? Is this go time? And then it was go time. And then that night the transplant happened. It was just like so fast and so much changed in an instant and just been like trying to adjust to so much changing so quickly yeah yeah wild yeah it's really wild and like I don't know it's like 
being on the end of the organ donation, you know, where like we or like my partner, I say we because, you know, I feel close to it, but like he got the gift of life, you know, like it was just really overwhelming because it was just like so out of nowhere and so much relief all of a sudden, like because dialysis takes so much out of a person and, you know, three times a week, that was really like a lot of time out of our week. And then all of a sudden it was just like, okay, now you have this freedom to not be tied down to that dialysis schedule. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just kind of like, oh crap. Like we had this structure and we were kind of in a, in a routine, you know, and then just like in an instant, it just all changed. And so, you know, 2020 was like a really like I hate to use the word crazy but like it just was such a wild year and like having that come at the end of it and be such a good thing on top of all the bad things and just like oh there's just so much has been changing and I think I personally just like had a really hard time with it because I was already adjusting to so much changing like coming out of the MLM and then COVID and just like so much was changing then it's like okay here's something else like huge (laughs) So I've been kind of like real just floating and trying to figure things out. And I think that that had a lot to do with like, I just haven't, you know, (laughs) I feel like there's so much going on. (laughs) Yep. I feel that. Yeah. But that's really great news. And I'm so glad when you texted me and told me, I was like, oh my, like, wow. Like, I don't know. It's so from someone that doesn't really understand what you've been going through or been there through it with you, like, I don't see it. I'm, like, on the other side of the country. Like, right. talk about it is just, like, so, Well, you know, it's hard to even describe. Yeah. And I think that that's another thing that made it really hard, too, is because we are in the middle of a pandemic. And so this is normally something where, like, everyone would, like, flock to you and, like, you know, take care of you and be able to, like, cook for you and stay at the house and clean and do all these things. And it's like, no one, you know, we can't really ask for help in that way because now, you know, he was immunocompromised before, but now he's on immunosuppressants to make sure that his body doesn't reject the kidney. So now it's like even more serious. So, you know, any like loneliness or like feeling like I couldn't get the help I need that was like, before it was like okay now it's like now no you know like it just it's been difficult yeah it's more serious yeah and like I don't know it's just hard like because I know that we're doing okay and like everything's been really great like you know it's not easy but things have been going well you know he got the kidney that he got matched with was zero mismatch which was like super fucking rare you know even um family members don't match all the alleles on the kidneys so like it's just like so many blessings and it's just like fuck you know like there's so many good things and it's just trying to kind of like accept all that while also accepting that it's okay to struggle and for it to be hard because it is covid and it is different And, like, there are things that are harder because of 
what's going on, you know? So it's just like hard to kind of like be happy and accept all the good things, but also like have a hard time with it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's been like the meat of my life. Like just like totally distracted, which is fine. I mean, it's a fucking shit ton going on. Yeah. But I would not to like tie this back into like an MLM, but like, this is like the time, like like your vulnerability right now, like saying you're lonely. I couldn't help but think like two years ago or even, I don't know, however long, maybe it was longer than that. Like you would have joined another MLM to like feel connected to something or like been vulnerable to a type of situation where like, I'm just so proud of you now. Like you're dealing with your feelings and you're like sitting in all of these emotions and trying to like wade through it and not using like this false sense of community or whatever it is that you found through MLMs the last couple times you've gone through deep, really deep shit, you know? It's true. I think what also sucks about things like that is like you say that and I'm like, oh yeah, like I can imagine all of the different types of MLMs that would be trying to use this as a marketing tool. And that's another thing that like I think about too that I have a lot of guilt for is like when I was in LuLaRoe using his story and like dialysis and like going through all that, like as part of, you know, our story for people to connect to, Mm -hmm. you know, teach you to share those kind of things. And it's like, I don't, I, I don't know because I know that sharing these things helps people connect because it makes us feel less lonely. Right. Like I, and that's why I think I love talking about my experiences and talking to other people about their experiences. Right. But when it has that thing in the back of, well, I'm still trying to sell you things. Like it's really complicated, you know, like. Yeah. And then at what point is it like cringy? Like, are you just trying to connect? Like, get people to buy stuff using your story or is it really like the connection and like what's the line on that and where do you fall and like especially because like I do and I'm like on the verge of tears just like thinking about this because it's something that I really struggle with because I do like that is how we connect right like and I love connecting with people and I just hate thinking that like somewhere in my mind I was using that or that maybe people felt like I was using it you know yeah but yeah that's just like one of the other one of the things that I struggle with and still struggle with because you know I've deleted a lot of social media but I'm still on Twitter because social media is where I feel like we I have that community now you know and it's just like because I had that experience with LuLaRoe and like sharing and selling and trying to battle all this. It's like I have that those same things in my head now. It's like, you know, not, not that I'm trying to sell anything to anyone. But what if I did want to? Like that's what this pro- the problem that I have with the podcast is like I want to connect with people and I still need to make money to survive. But like how do we do that? I don't know. It just fucked with my head so much and I hate it. Yeah. Fucked. <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> 
Yeah. I've like, I don't know. I think just because it's been like the holidays were hard just with everything that like we've been talking about already. And like, I have, I went through like a bad, like regret period thinking about like how much life could be different if I hadn't have gotten into, got into LuLaRoe, you know, just like all the regret and shit. It fucking sucks. And I know that that's like normal. Yeah. Like part of this, but yeah, I do remember talking about that briefly. Um, when you were talking about regrets and it's like, I don't know how, to, I don't know how to even like, cause like, it seems like the things that you say about when someone says, Oh yeah, I have regrets or whatever. It's like, you say like, it's all life experiences and it's a learning journey and all, you know, all those like cliche things, but they don't seem to really help or like make you feel any better about your situation. Right. Or like yeah. what you've done, like regrets are regrets and you can't change that. Right. So like, what and- is the deal? <laughs> we do with that what do we do with the regret i guess yeah but this is good because i did want to talk to you about like where you are at now because you know people that have been listening to this podcast have been kind of following you along on your journey and have heard your story and it's like it's an everyday process still and it's it's just it shows me like how damaging these things can really be and how it really flipped your life upside down because you're still dealing with the emotions of it and how long has it been since you've been out? Uh, I mean, I, I guess started the podcast last February. So almost a year ago. And then I didn't officially like quit until maybe a couple months later, like officially leave paperwork and stuff. But I mean, I had stopped selling probably before that too, like maybe God, it's like time just goes like, I don't know. I feel like I started doing Instacart in like April of 2019, which is like almost two years ago. And that's when I was kind of like, okay, I can make my own money outside of LuLaRoe. Maybe I don't need to like depend on selling things. Mm -hmm. And like, I knew that that felt really good. So I think that that's when I started to kind of like, maybe make the separation, you know, like maybe this is bad but i think that that's another thing that's really hard for me too like is understanding that the podcast and the episodes that we've put out like they do stand on their own and they stu- they still can help people even if we're not like releasing new episodes because i had a lot of guilt in the time that we haven't been recording Even though, like, I've had so much going on and so have you, you know, like, but I still feel guilt that, like, I'm not um, performing at, like, some level that's expected of me because I'm not showing up, you know, and, like, that's one of the things that they drilled into you with the MLM is that you know, even when things are bad or even if you're not okay, like you still show up for the people because those other people are counting on you. And I just like created this really weird like perception in my brain of like, I don't know, like what people expect and how you're supposed to show up for other people. And it's like in my brain, I know that 
I have to take care of myself first and that I can't help other people without me, you know, my cup being full, whatever cliche you want to like reach out to. But like, I don't know, like part of me still like has a really hard time with that because I want to, (laughs) I want to show up and be authentic even when shit's bad. But like, I don't know, like I just have a really hard time with like translating everything they taught me into like, how do I, okay, how do I live in the world that's not with an MLM lens and like still do all those things that other people do with no problem or like maybe they have a problem with it, but they don't have to like deal with all this shit. I don't know. Like, does this make any sense? No. Yeah. I think there's a lot of parallels between like, that's the thing is that they take situations and, or like lines like that, like showing up, like, and then they use that and then that becomes like a buzzword in your head. So you can't apply things like work hard and all those things that they say to you, you can't apply that to your real life because then it like triggers you back into where you were at. So, I mean, it makes sense. It's just, it's like, it just shows like the, I don't know. I don't want to say damage or like, but like how far it gets into your brain that now it's like applying to your life and you're having a trouble discerning from like, can you just work hard or can you like work hard? You know, like, Right. What's the difference and how does that apply to your life? No, that's a really good point. I like, it's the same, I think, when we have those voices in our head, you know, like, is it your mom or is it your dad or is it your coach or whoever from your childhood that like, you know, you hear in the back of your head that's telling you, you know, like those narratives that we have in our head that we tell ourselves. I'm, I'm sure everyone maybe can like think of something, but like, it's not always right. (laughs) Like those things aren't always right, but it's hard to get rid of those voices that we've been listening to for so long. You know, like how do we, how do I think? Yeah. I just saw actually, okay. Like I, you know that I love TikTok and you're, you don't like it, but, or you don't listen, watch it. What is it? Listen, watch it. (laughs) But I just saw a TikTok about that. And it, like, I watch a lot of parenting TikToks because I'm, like, really, really trying not to screw my kids up. So I like to watch and see what's going on with, like, different ideas and different ways of parenting. And that was one of the things that they said was that the voice inside of your head might not be your voice. It might be what, like, your parents or whoever, your coach or whatever, continuously said to you. And so they said, like, as a parent, you need to be careful what you're continuously saying to your kids because that could turn into the voice into their head. So, like, I have one kid who I always say, like, God, he's so hyper. He's so wild. Like, and that's all he's hearing. So now that's going to turn into his voice. He's going to be like, yeah, I'm so hyper. I'm so wild. I'm so this. I'm so that. And it, like, it's funny that you bring it up. We always seem to do this where we kind of, on our own separate worlds, are experiencing the same type of, like, enlightenment in a way. Uh-huh. And then you can apply it to your life. and But it, it always, like comes together and it's like oh my god I just was I just heard that or I just read that or I just saw that but yeah that's totally a thing like the world around you can become the voice in your head and you have to be careful who you allow or the type of things that you get involved in because <laughs> sometimes it's hard to get that voice out of your head yeah and you don't even realize sometimes that it is the voice in your head and being able to distinguish is that my voice or is that someone else? Where did I pick up this opinion of myself? Like, I think that's kind of my thing is like sometimes because 
I, I did a lot of work on this, I think, earlier. And I think another thing I have a hard time with is like over summer when we were recording more often and like I was feeling really good about stuff. It's like I have a hard time because I don't feel that way anymore. And so I feel like I lost myself or something. But like, hmm. okay to like have bad times and go back and forth. But like thinking about like, you kind of, I kind of had to stop and be like, I'd think something in my head about myself, something negative, And I'd have to catch myself and be like, why are you saying that? Who, why do you think that of yourself? Is it true? Do you believe it? And then like, it's frustrating because once you start to notice those things that you think about yourself, you start to notice them more often. And it's like, fuck, but that's the only way to practice not believing them is trying to figure out what it is that you're saying to yourself that might or might not be what you actually believe about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's another one I was working through too. That's crazy. It's just really hard. Yeah. And it's hard. Then you realize that like, well, what am I saying to other people that maybe they're internalizing? Mm hmm. You know, like, if I notice when people are saying things to me that maybe they don't notice, what am I saying? And it's just like, fuck, you know, like, <laughs> like self-awareness is the worst. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. Like everything is so much better, but it's also, it's just like, I, this is another thing that I've been thinking about a lot is like, just like trading different problems for other problems. You know, it's like, all right, well, now I don't have MLM problems, but now I feel like I have a whole different set of problems that <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like any, any of that is ever going to go away. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I think it's just like, uh, we expect to like reach happiness at some point, right? Like if we could only get rid of our anxieties or if we could only have this, if, and it's like, we keep delaying all of our happiness thinking that one day it'll be different, but it's that day is going to be here. And maybe all those other things are going to be gone, but there's always going to be stuff to deal with. And I think having that expectation of like, we can be happy right now and just deal with our problems as they come up. It's just like something I really need to remember. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm having a hard time trying to like fix the problems that I'm having right now. And if I can't fix them, then I get frustrated. And then I just feel like I'm not good enough because I can't fix the problems that I'm having, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, that makes sense though. Yeah. It's like, if I have this, then I'll be happy. Or if I do this, then I'll be happy. But it's like, that's just it never, it, it's just like you live for the day. And yeah. that's all you can really do. Yeah. I'm having a hard time with that. So <laughs> I didn't remember that. <laughs> Speaking of that, we can I can kind of segue here into uh, something a little personal for me, which is kind of like more lighthearted. I don't know if Yay. it's bad to change the subject and be like, this is stupid, but this is a stupid thing my sister's doing right now. <laughs> but I really wanted to tell you because it's crazy. Oh. 
So my I'm, sister knows what I do. She listens to my my podcast, so she might hear this probably. So sorry if I'm whatever. Anyways, so <laughs> she texted me the other day, and she my sister's been all, always been like the pretty one, the cute one. Like she's always been like thin and blonde hair, and she's just like super cute and dresses cute, and she's just adorable. But um, see, I'm like really like hyping her up right now, so that when she listens to this, she not be like you be. <laughs> But um, she, after she had her child, she kind of put on a lot of weight, and it's really been bothering her recently. So she's coming out to visit me, and she's like, oh, I got to lose weight. And she's like, I'm starting, like, Arbon. Have you heard of that? And I was like, wait a minute. You know that's an MLM, right? Like, did you – have you – like, you know I've talked about this before – and she's like, yeah, but I'm going to try it anyways. And I was like, oh, gosh. So she's she's doing that right now, currently. And I've, like, tried to warn her, but she doesn't want to listen to me. And then my cousin is now doing Advocare, which I'm pretty sure is an MLM too, right? Have you heard of Advocare? I'm uh, pretty sure that I know that because of my sponsor <laughs> who, like, did all the MLMs, my upline. Yeah. I'm yeah, so sure I have two family members that are doing different weight loss ones. I'm sorry. I want everyone to know, including your family members, if they're listening, that they're pretty fucking perfect and beautiful as they are. And I think it's totally normal to, like, you know, feel like we're not good enough or that we need to lose weight, but Fuck, I just, the diet culture thing just gets me too. Like, it's normal to put on weight when you have a baby. (laughs) Francine, you've muted yourself. Did you know that? Did I mute you? Hello? Okay, thank you. <clears throat> okay, sorry, the maintenance guy was talking to me. No, you're good. He's I, gone uh, now. Ugh, sorry, I didn't hear. No, I stopped talking because I was kind of ranting and feeling like it wasn't making sense, and then I noticed you were muted, and I was like, oh. Yeah, and we freaking <laughs> don't have hot water in this slum that I live in, and so he's like, yeah, he just came in and said I do have hot water, and I'm like, this guy is crazy. Um, okay. So, I oh we have an editor now. It's cool. <laughs> we have an editor. We have an editor for a podcast that we haven't made in ten years. <laughs> Thank you to our editor. Hopefully, you will get us actually working. <laughs> We're gonna just start sending him all these clips. He's gonna be like, "Oh God, what did I do?" I know. He's like, "Wait, is this even English? This is like crazy." There's. Uh, no, he said he liked our podcast, so. Yeah, the finished product, but he hadn't listened to the, the what goes on when we blab for <laughs> hours. Like, does he know that we do, like, three hours of talking? <laughs> like. <laughs> I think it'll be okay. I think, yeah. Um, okay, wait, so you were talking about, so you, the last I heard was. Um, oh, I was saying I'm sorry that your, that your family is. 
doing this. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. And I had to stop my cousin because she bought um, the Monat hair stuff. And I was like, please don't put that in your hair because it can burn your scalp. And she's like, oh, really? I just bought $250 worth of shampoo. Like, come on. Like, first of all, what the heck? You're buying $250 worth of, like, hair care and- products? And you didn't even I'm- Google it? And I wondered why that was so expensive? I just... So, I'm yeah. kind of... Of the last time I spent $250... On hair care products. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to shame people for spending money. I just. I, I would definitely I, be like researching them. And like, huh, why is this so expensive? Like, what does it have in it? Like, you know. I mean, like, yeah, I feel like. Too, I just. Ugh, who knows? I don't know. I have a hard time because I'm, I can be like kind of like a brand whore sometimes. And I'm like, if I'm spending $250, like I could be buying like super fucking fancy shampoo that like you know, that Jennifer Aniston uses or something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, oh, yes, Jennifer Aniston. I want that Jennifer Aniston hair. hair. so shiny. I I, I love her hair. Watch, she uses Monet. Monet. I know. Monet. Excuse me. Doesn't she advertise for, like, Aveda or something? Oh, really? I, I don't know. But anyways, I'm just saying, like, I just don't understand. I don't know. I mean, that's the whole point is that they just rope you in and get you to believe that it's the best stuff ever yeah i guess i just it's fucking frustrating and then it's also frustrating because i just think okay hold on time out so i just googled what kind of hair products does jennifer aniston use and she it's like a thing and like she actually her hair secrets she uses this product called living proof Oh, yeah. And it's a $28 bottle. So, okay. So, strike one for Monat. So, yeah. That's, um, and she has great hair. Who else has gorgeous hair that we could try and emulate? Oh, what about Nicole Kidman? Nicole She's Kidman? Girls. I've been drooling over Nicole Kidman. I don't know if her hair is as famous as Jennifer Aniston's hair. Like, Jennifer Aniston's hair was a movement, like, back in the, what year was that? Yeah. Everybody, I tried to get Jennifer Aniston's hair cut, like, with the, like, there was, like, the first, the top part went in, and then the bottom went out. You remember that? Yes. Yeah, everybody wanted Jennifer Aniston hair. Yeah, that's true. Nicole Kidman has really curly hair. I didn't know that. Yeah, she does. Oh my gosh. I watched The Undoing recently um, with her and Hugh Grant. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love her curly hair. Why would she straighten it? It looks so gorgeous. Yes, she's Queen Curls right now. I love her. Curls on fleek. <laughs> yeah, she has um, like, a lot of products that she. I didn't know that you could just Google celebrities and figure out what products they use. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's just like a whole thing. Anyways, I digress. But yeah, so family members are very vulnerable to the MLM right now because of, you know, wanting to look a certain way and being promised that that that's going to be their solution. I just told my sister, I was like, dude, you know how to lose weight if you want to. 
you got to eat and you got to work out. Eat right and work out. And it's going to take you about six. I don't know. She doesn't even need to lose that much weight because she still looks really good. But she does. If you're listening, you're pert. You're gorgeous. (laughs) I think she looks better now because she's a little bit thicker. And I think she's like she actually has like a butt and stuff. But she used to be Mm -hmm. so thin. She's curvy now. But, you know, how's everyone, that advocate going? <laughs> Arbon. Oh, Ar- that's right. It was Arbon. She said, wait, Arbon? Arbon? Yeah. Advocate is the one my cousin's doing. Arbon is the one she's doing. Ugh. I think everyone should look in the mirror and look at yourself and say, I'm one hot ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like, and believe it. Just keep saying it until you look at yourself and be like, hot damn. Hot damn. That person, this, I am a person that does not need Arbon. That's what we need to do. Every morning, look in the mirror and say, I am a person who does not need Arbon. <laughs> yeah. And then until you believe it. I don't know. It's rough. But this is just another example of like, you know, you, you just can't make people do anything or not do anything. They're going to do what they want to do. Yeah. But it's just like, it's like super eye opening to just see, you know, like what these products like. I don't know. It's crazy. These products are just like not. It's like an easy solution, right? And it's I. Yeah. I'll keep you updated if it works for her or not. Which no. spoiler alert? It's probably not. Spoiler alert! I hope that she's she's not gonna get into it. Like into it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. You know, what if it does work for her and then she tries to start selling it? Oh no. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if she turns into like a fucking white Mercedes? Princess? No, she's not. She wouldn't. There's no way. Girl, famous last word. No way. Oh my gosh. What's today? January 15th. <laughs> Let's um, remember this date. This is the day. I don't think, honestly, I don't think she would because, one, she doesn't like talking to other people. (laughs) And I was shocked, to be honest with you, I was shocked that she was even, like, considering it because she's not, she doesn't, like, that's what's weird. Maybe she will because it's like, I don't know. She's not. You get people to do things that are outside their comfort zone. I don't like talking to people. I was, I convinced myself that I could, like, pay off all my debt by just manipulating like the facebook algorithm if i could just if i could just break it once or something people would follow me and find me and love me and give me all their money in exchange for horrible clothing i don't know i have faith yeah in people but i just know the fucking system yeah I oh I didn't even think about this, but this will be interesting. Well, you know, real life. Listen, if she doesn't want her story to be told on the podcast, she could just not join Arbon. <laughs> it's her fault, okay? It's her fault that I talk about her and dish her dirty. Yeah, I I don't think she. Pro- I don't know if she still listens to it now, but I know she's listened to like the beginning of it, and she does follow the IG. Oh yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I don't want, I guess I was going to say, I don't want all my friends to be scared to talk to me. 
um, for fear that they will be have mentioned. Their podcast yeah but then i realized that i don't have any friends besides you so uh just kidding just kidding everyone and you also don't have friends like that are pushing mlms that much anymore do you no i mean no Mm, yeah no no but that uh, okay that's another thing that i've been having a hard time with is like all the people that did support me in LuLaRoe, I think about them a lot still because I did like them because I did build a connection with them. And I just like, I deleted Facebook and I left because I knew I needed to do it. And like, I needed to get away from all of the fucked up ideas because I think for me with like the delusions and the perceptions and stuff, the only way to, get it out of my head is to like get away from it because otherwise you keep seeing the same ideas and no matter how fucking smart or strong or resilient or whatever I think I am or you think you are like it doesn't mean that you're incapable of being manipulated you know so like I think like oh I've been through this and I'm smart and I know better but like it's just not how it works when those ideas are constantly in my face they're gonna get in my head even if I keep trying to push them off because I know they're not right. But like, I still think about all these friends or like people and I'm like, were they my friend? I know they cared about me. I cared about them, but like trying to unravel what was real and what was LuLaRoe and what was not, it's just like fucking confusing. And I think at what point am I gonna, like, how am I ever going to try and like heal that? You know? Yeah. How do I, because I, I feel like there are these parts of my identity that are still compartmentalized almost. And like, I want to bring them together because I feel like there's something that is like keeping me from being whole by them being separate. And I, and I don't like thinking like that because I know that like I'm whole as I am and I don't, I don't know. My therapist says that I overthink things too much. <laughs> but like, I, I have, does that make any sense? Like, I have trouble like wondering if I'll ever be able to like mend these things that I worry about that I feel like are causing me trouble. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It definitely makes sense. But whether or not it's like an overthink thinking situation or not it's hard to tell because like it's obviously something that you have put a lot of thought into like I don't know yeah overthinking to me is like I get told that too but (laughs) maybe that's why it bothers me but like it's something that is on my mind so obviously it's important right to me yeah like who's to judge if I'm overthinking or thinking just the right amount about it (laughs) exactly point I like that thank you But yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time with that because I don't, I don't know. I guess I still feel like maybe this is like an imposter syndrome thing or like, I don't know. Maybe I just feel like I've, what if I'm just trying to fit in again now? You know, like I, I have this pattern of myself 
that's ended up, you know, I've ended up in sorority. I ended up in MLM. I ended up in all of these like super insular cult type situations. Like, what am I, what if I'm just doing that again? You know, like, am I breaking the cycle or am I just looking for another place to be accepted? And is that, it, I don't think that that's unique, even if that is it, because that's what we all want as humans, right? Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting thought. I don't know. But see, the, the, I think that that's like me just overthinking myself again, like trying to find a way to exclude myself again, you know, because I think like, because this is a long history, obviously, like, I'm not just some like, person who, I mean, anyone can get into an MLM, anyone, but like me personally, I like have that history. I don't know, maybe, but see, am I trying to exclude myself by saying that again? Like I have a history of falling into these traps because of, you know, how I was raised, but I don't know. Like, is that like a human thing? Is it a me thing? Is it like a, a, ah, Well, okay, so this is this brings it back to another thing that I was like I don't know about like the history of you like going through like you can find comparables through like the uh sorority and the quality. Maybe it's a familiarity thing to you. Like this is what feels familiar and so you gravitate towards that. But like with one thing I wanted to talk about with you and ask you, or I guess bring it up. And I th- I'm sure we've talked about this before, but I've talked about this girl that I'm watching on Facebook as she gets more and more involved into this MLM. And she started out with hers and now she's pushing other ones. Like I've seen her, she's like starting, it's like she's started with one and she's like growing into like, you know, sharing more products for other people and like, mm-hmm. and starting our bot or a, uh, What's the scent one with the, the like the essential oils one? Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's like an essential. She like is product placing essential oils and talking about that, and then she's like inviting people to the book us born book parties, and like she's like expanding to mm-hmm. like all across the board, just everything MLM. Like, and it's not even her own products anymore. Like, she's including friends' products and. So, like, what you were saying, like, is it just a me thing? It's, like, it's, I think it is, it could be you, but, I mean, you're not the only one that has, that kind of gets, like, shuffled into all these products. And, like, if you watch this girl, there's something to be said about, now I'm seeing this a second time with you, and there's so many parallels between your journey and her journey that I've watched unfold. And it's just part of this whole situation and why it's so toxic because it takes over your whole life and your being and your identity. And then you're pushing your friends' products and you're inviting people to groups. And it's like, then it becomes this whole thing. And it's crazy to see. And just, I don't know. I just, I don't know if it, it's, I feel, I feel like the people that start these MLMs know how to like, manipulate people like they don't they're it's like they're professional at it because how do people start 
in one thing and then just completely it just overtakes their whole being. It's like it's like psychological warfare on 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 people. I and that sounds is. really dramatic, but it's like I'm watching this unfold. And that's exactly what happened to me. And it's exactly what has happened to like the thing that I think strikes me is just how predictable it is. Yeah. Like it's so predictable and it still happens to us. It's just, it just makes me, (laughs) it just makes me want to fight even harder. Like (laughs) talking about this, you know, because it's just happening every day to so many people. Yeah, it's and, it's crazy. And we just don't know, like, even knowing any better can't, like, doesn't, I mean, I don't know. It's just so hard. Like, it's so hard to have to constantly say no, like, and keep your defenses up all the time. Like, just like, people have to stop being shitty. Like, fuck. <laughs> stop. It's so frustrating. <laughs> Like, oh my God. And it's everyone, everyone I talk to about MLMs too. It's like, everyone has a story. Everyone has someone who's like either actively being recruited or like knows someone who's in one or like knows someone who got divorced because of one or like, it's just, it's a disease. Yeah, it truly is. Fuck. Hot takes. Hot takes. Hot takes. Uh, I don't even know if what a hot take is at this point. Like, <laughs> is it a hot take that you know we should all be fucking nicer to each other? <laughs> I don't even like the word nice anymore. Why? Because because nice reminds me of like I don't know, like being nice to someone like who doesn't like putting on a face to be nice to someone who like wants to sell you MLM products. <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that well, that's sad. That's like I know it's sad. sad. I know. I have like a You like, can be nice to somebody without having ulterior motives. I know. It's true. That's an um uh That's another a, behavior that you gotta unlearn or feel like. Well, I don't know. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's just. Maybe I that's like know. your guard, putting keeping your guard up. Yeah, but see, I don't. I don't like. Maybe I need to have my guard up. See, that's the thing. Is like I love being vulnerable, and I like not having to have my guard up, but. People take advantage of that so often. Yeah, it's true. Like a lot of times you don't know until afterwards. So it's like, how do you know? I don't know. And it's like, I, I'm the type of person that would like, I would rather have the benefits of being vulnerable and be hurt than like have the wall up all the time and not ever have the benefits. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I'm willing to, like, 
not be safe myself in order to like have the reward or the benefits of it. But I don't know if that's, I think I have to be better at like managing that because it's not always good. Yeah. I but then there's like, I think the opposite side of that would be like rough around the edges, you know, where you don't, you have walls up and like you can't get, I think vulnerability with vulnerability comes like, like true friendship and yeah like I mean, love I <laughs> love yeah oh i'm going to cry <coughs> <coughs> well i mean that's true i mean i feel like hold on i think my computer froze or locked and i don't know if it's still recording um i mean i definitely feel like since i've been able to be more vulnerable like i've definitely had like deeper relationships and things like that so it's true but also hurts a lot i feel like we've been digressing a little bit but that's just us (laughs) i think i touched on all the points i want to talk about i mean this episode was just kind of us trying to get back into it and like you know let you know that we're alive and we haven't given up yeah. We're going to keep trying to help people through this mess that is called MLMs. Yeah. And we still, I don't know. I had, I had, I think with the growth of the podcast and just like me being a perfectionist and just wanting to help so much and wanting to always be you know, my best, you know, there's definitely been, yes, I know that I've been like, you know, holding myself back and not recording as much, but that's okay. Like, it's okay to figure it out. And I've been, I, I also like know (laughs) what parts of this that I don't want to do and what parts I do want to do. And I'm trying to like manage that and get us to a good place where we have the help that we need. And so that we can still keep doing this because I mean, I, I love doing it. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> and I definitely want to help people. And I think that that's like also part of the problem that I have a lot is that I feel like I'm letting people down by needing to take time or like needing things myself, you know, which is a fucked up thing. Like we all need help sometimes. And like, I know it's okay to ask for help, but because of my and the way that you know I've been treated in the past it's hard because a lot of times when I get help I'm expected to do other things and like give more you know like sometimes I feel like I can't just get help and get help you know like and so it's really hard for me to like break that cycle too because I know that that's wrong and it's not okay. And like when I give help, I don't expect things in return. So it's hard to like, I don't know. It's also harder to like know that people exist who don't expect things in return. And yet I've still been treated like that so often, you know, like it's hard to know that like shit's been bad for so long. And it could have been better. Or, like, just things could have been different. 
Yeah. Hmm. And I think that like, yeah, it's like learning, learning that things can be better often makes it hard for me because it makes me realize like how hard things have been. And like, that was my baseline, you know? So like easy for me is like, might be hard for other people, but like realizing that doesn't make it easier for me. It makes it more difficult because I think, well, like, fuck, I've been struggling for so long. Like, I don't know. It's just, I think I've been living too much in that, like either past regret or like future thinking. And like, that's been a major obstacle for me because I've just been like trying to analyze things so much and be better. But I think I just need to give myself a break. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Because you're still, like, one of my favorite people on the planet. Like, you're super funny. Ugh. 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 <laughs> I was just thinking about some of the funny shit you said, honestly. I was, like, gonna... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> like, what? I don't know. <laughs> I was just thinking about one time when we were on the patio and you were telling me this story. I think you told it on the podcast, maybe, about how you were doing a stand-up comedy in a oh, <laughs> in the at the Relay for Life. I think yeah, it's either on the podcast or it's on a lost episode that may or may not. Oh gosh, that's funny though. Or maybe that was on our was that on one of our Patreon episodes? Patreons. I don't know. I think it was, but yeah, I love your brand. If of you humor. are, if you are a patron, we'll. We'll give you more stuff for your money, too. <laughs> yeah. And if you're a patron who's left us, we understand. Because um, we haven't been very communicative. Yeah. Yeah. But we're working on it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're people and you're people. And we're all going to try and be better together, right? Yeah. And, like, I'm totally not even being, like, 2021, like, we're going to do this. Like, I feel like everybody, that sentiment where we, like, everybody thinks, like, this new year, new me. Like, that is just all gone. Like, nobody wants to say that anymore. (laughs) Nobody wants to be a part of, like, it's just, like, let's just, like, do this every day. A new year doesn't mean shit anymore. It's just, you don't want to think about it because, yikes, you know? Yeah, it's just, there's... It's just so much pressure. And then it's like, we all go through that thing. I was like, okay, January is packed at the gym or we're all trying to like be our best. And then, you know, we try to change too much all at once. And then by February, we're all worn out. And then by March, we're like, oh yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, we put ourselves through these cycles over and over again, expecting things to be different. It's like, all right, let's fucking get rid of all the nonsense and just figure out what the fuck we can do every day. I agree. And I think that's another thing that like I've been having a hard time with. It's like, oh, okay, well, we haven't podcasted in a month now. Okay, now it's two months. It's like, oh fuck, are we just not podcasters anymore? <laughs> yeah, like did we retire? Yeah, like did we retire did without we telling anyone? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that like this is we're going to like look back and it's going to be like, okay, this is like the third season of the podcast. Like the first year had like three different seasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. But I yeah, just feel I'm... like too, like, like we're not real podcasters when. Okay. Sorry. I don't Here. even know what I'm saying. Anyways, but okay. 
Let's try. You want to try to wrap it up? Yeah, I was gonna say we can wrap it up because I feel like I'm just blabbing, anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna try to Thanks. get back on this old horse. We're gonna hop on the horse. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. <laughs> we're thing. gonna not make. Yeah, we're not gonna make any promises to break. Yeah, we're just gonna keep being ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Sounds good to me. Cool. And then, um, yeah. Okay. So I guess that's it. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening and supporting us and being awesome. And I will, I think I have some emails to get back to. I'll try and do that maybe. Pay attention to things. Yeah. Remember that I have a life that's worth living on my own and I'm allowed to do things for myself. Good idea. Yep. I suggest that we all try and do that, right? Yep. You're, you are valid and you matter and we love you. Hey, right. Bye. Okay. Bye.